0: It's time for CounterPoint, and we've got a couple of people sitting at table with me. One of them is Kim Wright. You've heard her before. She is principal at Wright Strategies because she's right.
1: Always. Absolutely. That's always. Oh. or R I G
0: H D, And the other voice you hear, which, well, the laughter you hear, emanates from Zane kaplansky owner of Kaplansky's Deli, General Bon Vivant and Man About Town. And uh, you own uh, a Kaplansky's Deli at the, at airport. the airport, but Triple you're opening three. a new one.
2: Yes, tomorrow. Wow. Yay. This is this is an exciting uh, evening before the, the, the day before the, the, the thing that opens. Yeah. Right. Uh, we're going for, for two months through the summer with the Blue Jays at the Rogers Center. It's going to be at the the uh, uh, section 209 area. They do like this pop-up thing where they have four local vendors in through the summertime, and uh, we're one of them this year. So we open tomorrow with a selection of uh, of our greatest hits. Uh, We've got four or five items on the menu, as well as. Uh, a mustard.
0: Well, which. speaking as a... Uh, you They're know, always bringing you, the mustard. Uh, well, you, I
2: stopped for a while. That's you know the new me new. as a
0: client from the college, the so now defunct college street yes. one. And I can tell everybody out there, we're not doing commercials here, but you got to try the, the smoked meat, and I'm a Montrealer, so that's there true. you go. You are. Okay, let's let's get serious for a minute, though. I, I was the, serious. We have to talk.
1: The business is always serious,
0: Peter. <laughs> no, I know, but this is really serious, because oh, we're, we're continuing yes, on we the do. discussion that's we come do. up a few times this evening, and we'll get light hearted in a moment but uh, a child died in the raptor celebration that's never funny now here's what we don't know we don't know what the ailment was that took this young life so for all we know the child would have died anyway i can't say that i can just say for all we know but what we do know is that th- this child was brought to the celebration, was with its mother actually uh, nursing at the time at the uh, intersection of University and Front, roughly. And uh, the the issue seems to be how fast could we reach that child, for first responders, particularly medical techs, EMS guys, and how fast could we get the child to hospital? Apparently that was okay, about six minutes in a police car, because that's the vehicle that was available. Um Speaking to um, the, the head of the union for EMS in Toronto, just before you two came in, he said, boy, you you could have done a hell of a lot better in planning. If you take a look at the Caribbean Festival, they've got the thing divided into rows, so you can bring police on bicycles up there. You can bring emergency people up there, EMS people. They ride um, golf carts that carry a stretcher it sounds like the planning on that which has of course been a feature of toronto for years in the summertime has been done and tested uh we've never had a championship of the magnitude of the raptors before it's understandable we wouldn't cover all the bases but it seems to me that we we lost touch we had that incident we had a man uh, also difficult to reach for uh emergency technicians who had cardiac arrest what do we do about that in coming years? Because it's not the last championship we're going to have, Kim.
1: No, and and well, it is good to say we have got these other festivals. You know, it, it always happens every year at Carabana. There is a moment where you can push against the ocean of the crowds for so long, but then even the Carabana, the greatest of planning, it always breaks down and it becomes a sea of humanity. And what we saw at uh, at the parade for the Raptors was. Two and a half million people, essentially the population of Toronto, came down to this parade route. I'm not sure anyone could have entirely predicted that. There were some things that I saw on some of that that just concerned me from, uh, from somebody who observes festivals and, and helps with some of the planning of festivals over the time. Uh, they, there could have been more gating, there could have been more guarding, so they could be make sure they could get through uh, I think there are a lot of lessons learned. Unfortunately, uh, in this case, uh, people have been people have died. Uh, that is always a, an utter tragedy. Uh, I hope that for any sort of future planning, these big events, you know. Maybe we'll never see one again. Maybe it's going to be like the leaves all over again. Not to be flippant about this, but there are lessons to be learned about how to crowd manage. That, especially given what we saw in Nathan Phillips Square uh, with the shooting that had happened, how do you manage these big events, these big festivals, these big historic moments in a safe way? Maybe we need to start using more drones to be able to survey the the, uh, the way. Maybe we need to use better cameras. All of those things need to be on the table at the next set of emergency management planning.
2: How about a proper inquiry? You know, where you have n- not necessarily one of these, uh, uh, you know, royal anything's necessarily, but a proper inquiry where you sit down and you establish these are the things that went wrong. It cost people their lives, and I think to respect the the, the loss of life itself uh, is to learn the lessons that we have to learn from this experience. And it's likely to teach us that you should have one parade route if you're going to do these things, so that you have some predictability and laneways for for emergency access and so on. But I think a proper inquiry to sit down and document what was done right, what was done wrong, and what we can do better the next time.
0: Well, and and I can tell you something that would feed into that inquiry, and I think you you both would agree, if we're going to go ahead with one, and it's not a bad idea, uh, would be to study other cities, because there are cities, take Boston as an example, you know, winning cities that have had a lot of parades and a lot of experience with sports teams that attract a million, two million people. How do you do it? How do you do it safely? You talked about gating. That's the first thing that came to mind. I wouldn't go to Nathan Phillips Square. Well, the simple reason is I need to go to the bathroom every once in a while and i i've pictured myself caught in a situation where i couldn't find one Nightmare. or if i couldn't find one yeah so so who needs I, that
1: i have the same feeling about i i desperately sometime would love to see the ball drop in times square yeah but I'm not going to line up at 7 in the morning, 6 in the morning, overnight, as some of those people had done, uh, to catch a Can glimpse. And it happened to be a nice day out, and a beautiful day, and we rarely have gotten those They bring year.
2: containers, Kim.
1: I'm aware. I can't also- imagine
2: either of you in Jurassic Park, actually.
1: Oh, that is not true. I, am, I like a good crowd. I like a, this. Uh, and, you know, and then I also liked being at game one. Uh, but, you know, it, 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 is, it, it was great. It was n- lovely to see. I, uh, I certainly joined after different wins that whole run where I, you know, walked down my neighborhood. God knows I could hear it all through my neighborhood. Even if somebody wasn't watching the game, you could hear it. But these things require planning and on, on a massive scale, and had if the police weren't doing tabletop and and all of the emergency services folks weren't doing tabletop drills, as the Raptors were continuing to be good. Uh, I'd be shocked, but they need to do better.
0: Okay, I want to. I want to jump. We, we're on in Hamilton on Global Hello. News Radio. Hamilton. Hello, Hamilton. Hello,
1: Hamilton. I was joining you last evening, and
0: that's why I wanted to bring it up because Kim was was there when there's uh, some problems erupted uh, with uh, a particular councillor, as I hear it, and some angry LGBTQ residents who were uh, shouting because of uh, an incident that occurred at Hamilton Pride about two weeks ago, and then uh, the mayor decided because of the, I, we could call it a melee, um, shut it down. He shut the council meeting down, for a while anyway, and you were an eyewitness, so give us a little bit more.
1: I, I was indeed. I was uh, sitting in council chambers watching this unfold. And look, this what happened at Hamilton Pride uh, was nothing short of hate crimes, and there were groups that came specifically to uh, instigate and, and harm people and create a, a non-safe space in what should have been a safe space. So that being the setting of the table. So Hamilton Council was debating as to whether or not there should be uh, more restrictions on hate groups taking uh, basically prominent positions in uh, within city public spaces. That was where they were. Councillor Sam Marula decided to... Uh, blame and shame a whole bunch of people who weren't the instigators of this and suggesting that anybody who was giving oxygen to these six or seven morons hmm. uh, was uh, just as responsible. He was essentially hmm. uh, blaming the people who had gathered for pride and the people who were there hoping that their civic leaders would take a reasonable approach. He well, then spent, he would be he,
0: blaming us right now because we're giving them oxygen. Look,
1: he, he spent... All of his time and visibly people in the room were like, Sam, dial it back. The mayor was like, Sam, dial it back. Uh, People were and then as he continued to go and go at people and suggest that people who were trying to protect those uh, people who were uh, being hit with helmets and otherwise uh, were that those people shouldn't have been there either. And that's what caused all of the silliness. He basically incited people to start shouting at him because he enjoys that kind of attention. Mm. And I feel really bad for saying this because I like Sam Marula as a person. Mm. But what I saw last evening in council chambers uh, as he was speaking, uh, as he called it, quote unquote, truth that people don't want to hear, uh, was was inevitable that the people in the audience were going to be upset.
2: Okay. I, I'm. I love the fact that you're so uh, uh, quick to name names, and that that you're willing to uh, pull no punches on this. It sounds to me like, like uh, a very unreasonable response by him to what, what should have been a very reasonable airing of the incident themselves, and uh, that kind of outspoken incitement of hatred uh, deserves to be. Uh, call us what you will, Peter. I don't care. If, no, Look, moron, I no moron, no war on. it's, it's, it's I, really simple. If you're,
0: or, if you're gonna uh, get involved,
2: hate's got to hate, but you have to you have to shut them down. You have and, to shut them down. And, and the and, people
0: and, who showed up at council last night were obviously LGBTQ people who went to pride to celebrate their particular existence, and we we can only applaud that. They weren't bothering anybody, yeah. and they were attacked. and And you can say it was three people, it was four people. We had we had an attack here in a downtown park on the Esplanade in Toronto the other day by three people who disrupted a drum circle by indigenous women they meet every day and they just they just kicked the drums over and called them names and all the rest of it that has to be singled out and stopped as well Absolutely. hate is not tolerable wherever it is
1: right and and you know, people and Councillor Maureen Wilson, uh, who is one of the representatives on Hamilton City Council, uh, quoted a Holocaust survivor. And I apologize to anyone if I'm misdoing this quote, but the opposite of hate is not love, but it is indifference. And what we saw last night from Councillor Marula was his smile, his smirk, his way in which he was engaging the crowd, almost willing them to be more get upset about all of this and give him more air and give Councilor marula more air time it's called
0: oxygen. it's called egging them on yep. and it's not acceptable and okay that's why we the a, mayor
1: shut it down all and right so, so
0: and he brought it back later and let's leave it at that and we'll see how things progress in hamilton peter sherman for alex pearson with zane Kaplansky and kim wright this is counterpoint as you heard and uh today doug ford named 31 mpps as parliamentary assistants That means they work with a particular minister. So you take, um, let's say, Minister Rod Phillips, who's the new Minister of Finance, and I can't tell you off the top of my head who his assistant is. We could look it up. I don't think that matters. What matters is that when you become a parliamentary assistant, you get $16,000 more on top of the already six-figure salary that an MPP makes. Is that a story or not, Zane?
2: I've never found the compensation stories with regard to politicians to be, I mean, I think it's gratuitous. I think what they should do is is peg these things with some independent board where they decide that this is what it is, and it's pegged to inflation, and so that nobody gets to touch it with another political 10-foot pole, because you always get some populist who comes in. By wrecking the pension system, or wrecking the compensation system, or the pigs at the trough, or whatever you gravy want to call them. Gravy train. Not naming names for uh, uh,
0: I know the answers right. to all this, but I'm not going to tell you them until uh, I hear from Kim Wright.
1: Uh, sorry, sorry to interrupt you saying that one. Awesome. Can't, resi- can't resist no. a good gravy train. Uh, <laughs> at least the reference to it uh, is to look... Um, What it felt a little more like was Oprah Winfrey more than anything else. You get a title. You get a title. You get. There are literally
0: everybody gets a car. There is
1: literally nine people in their in their supermajority government that doesn't have a a title and a something, and one of them is a is effectively while doing a lot of her job is still you know just had a baby, uh. So you know I, I I'd be more looking around if I'm one of those nine and going. (laughs) <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> like, what do I need to do? Do I need to tweet more? Do I need to? Um,
2: you know more.
0: what? I'm going to tell you something. They might be, and, you, you know, we don't know this. They might be committee chairs, they, they which might is have, also a bump up. So,
1: so everyone talks about how, you know, City of Toronto councillors make all this stuff. They're actually not the highest paid councillors. And they actually have have a policy that they do not get additional stipends for the things that they sit on. So if you're chair of TTC, you still get the same amount of money as you did just as a counselor.
0: Make more money than MPPs.
1: They also uh, deal with a lot more pieces of legislation than MPPs do. Well,
0: not necessarily. I, I uh, you know, I <laughs> MPP. Oh, 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 I will put the <laughs> I will put the agenda, the legislative agenda
1: of any Toronto City Council against they passed in 117 days, 20 pieces of legislation. Um, and they
0: debated for the, the whole year to get there.
1: Uh, look, the Toronto City Council, for its inefficient quote unquote government, is uh, smaller than the Premier's cabinet. And, uh, and any given week, any given council agenda will spend other time passing three to four hundred pieces of legislation
0: but they're small compared to like if you're passing legislation that changes the nature of the health system in the province of ontario um, you're not talking about the same thing
1: i would also argue that there's a lot of things that the toronto council does public health you can argue all you want i've done it you have not been a toronto city councillor
0: no i haven't i am i know toronto city councillors but i don't profess to know that oh. i do know that the work at queen's park and outside of queen's park is hard
1: Look, everything a politician does is incredibly hard. I will always defend elected officials and the things that they do and the the public service that they do. I think they do an extraordinary service to our cities, our country, our province. They do really incredible work and they get uh, they can't go to grocery stores in their own community without it, the ice cream melting because people always want to engage them and find out what's happening. I Number think, one
0: and they haven't had a raise in a dozen years. And they haven't. A dozen and, years. And, and
1: I think it was deplorable that they that the Mike Harris government ripped up the pension plan yep. uh, and turned that into essentially uh, RRSPs which then and hit some rough times um there are all sorts of reasons why people should get raises and i'm saying on this i don't want to talk about the money i want to talk about what they're doing and what are all of these mpps doing uh to enhance you're the subverting my panel <laughs> subverting I'm
0: subverting my panel. I just st- asked you one question, <laughs> and I'm the a- question was this: Is this a story or not?
1: It's a story that everyone but nine people it doesn't
0: matter. It happened in the wind government. It happened in the in the Harris government. It happens. What remember, happens they is
1: seventy-two look, people in that uh,
0: government. A, a, an MPP in Ontario makes one hundred and twenty thousand dollars. And uh, you say, well, they only work eight months a year because. They I didn't be- say that. No, I'm saying people out there say <laughs> that. I
1: actually think they do a lot of work. That's even not in point. Their they, quote unquote they five point. They do huge off.
0: amounts of work. So that's number one. They haven't had a raise in a dozen years. Yeah, they so they, they also in the government side, not in the uh, in the. Um, non-government side, the opposition side. The opposition side, you're pretty well stuck at $120,000. If you're a cabinet minister, you make, I think it's 160 dollars or 180 dollars And if you're a parliamentary assistant to a cabinet minister, you get the $16,000 bump up. This is not invented by Ford. This, this is for the past zillion years. And so and they do do work, these guys. They have to go and lead on committee. So if you're debating a budget, it's not the minister who goes to the finance committee. It's the parliamentary assistant.
1: Peter, you're riling up about the fact
2: I'm that totally they're getting paid I'm totally riled up because I'm I hearing just, this crap about I don't, Toronto City Council. I don't think you're not getting it from either my, of us. You're
1: not, what I'm not saying is I don't care about the, the dollars on this. I think they do incredible work and incredible service. And I've seen a lot of these parliamentary assistants bust in their humps all over. the province i think that's great the more they can get out and experience what's happening in ontario real life is amazing i just then
0: we all applaud it
1: i am gobsmacked that so many of them now have titles
0: well if you have 31 ministries you got to have 31 assistants
1: actually i think there's Probably, well, there's only 28 ministers, and
0: <laughs> some need two parliamentary assistants. That's what it comes down to. And the premier is—you're not counting the premier as part of cabinet. He gets a parliamentary was. assistant.
1: I actually wasn't.
0: Anyway, team. it's it, uh, what, what we're looking at is. Bottom line, a non-story. And why is it a non-story? Because this is more of what has been there traditionally for a dozen years and probably two days. So we've just spent how pension? long on a non-story? Back, Hold on. Bring Hold back, on. back like the this. pension Can plan. Can
2: we re- rewind this?
0: I'm- I Look at it. I was one of those. I have no pension. There's no pension.
1: I'm saying bring back the And we're the, the only plan.
0: jurisdiction in the entire country where we have people who act in that capacity who don't get a pension. I, Everybody thinks we do.
1: I actually agree with you, Peter. The bring back the pension
0: I don't know. Why am I angry at you? I
1: don't know. I'm not How talking be to you anymore. A face like that. <laughs> I'm charming. I don't she know why our, you're angry. Zane, last Zane, word. Zane, bring him some mustard.
2: I think, well, mustard makes everything better. Come see me at the uh, yeah, Section 209 at the Rogers Center tomorrow, tomorrow, starting tomorrow, through all of July, through all of August. Thank you, Kim. And thanks for having me down here, Peter. It's great to see you again.
0: Pleasure to see you. Zane Kaplansky of Kaplansky's Delicatessen and Kim Wright of Wright Strategy. Wright Strategy.
1: Wright Strategy,
0: which is a great name. And I'm Peter Sherman, and this is Global News Radio.